the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. Have I got a special deal for you? This broadcast is going to be a keeper. For a long time, you're going to want to uh, refer back to this because I have a friend in the studio who is an author, who is a world-renowned teacher, minister. I'm teasing him a little bit because I know it's going to come back and get me in in a second or two. This gentleman's name is Pastor Ray Bentley, Maranatha Chapel, San Diego County. Ray Bentley. Hey, Kaz. Great to be with you. The man, the myth. And the legend, all wrapped up into one. Dr. Kaz Taylor. He does prefer to be called doctor. I don't know why. Oh, my, my, my. We're here to talk about a specific topic, and what might that topic be? (laughs) Well, the Lord's coming. The Lord's coming. Jesus Christ is coming soon, and our church is called Maranatha, which is what the early church greeted one another with. Oh, Lord, come, or come, oh, Lord. Yes. It was a prayer and a proclamation, so that's a big part of you know, for me, when I got saved through Billy Graham, I started hearing about Jesus could be coming back in my generation, learning about the fulfillment of prophecy, rebirth of Israel. So that's, anyway, that's been my story, my journey. And, and God uh, now told I, you to write it down. Yeah. So and all I, of a sudden it know, became a book series. Yes. I, I've, I've read <laughs> lots of great series, uh, historic novels, prophetic novels. And a few years ago, Kaz, I had the pleasure and privilege of meeting two of the premier writers of Christian uh, novels, and uh, that that's Bodie and Brock Taney. Yes. And uh, the Lord put it on my heart, hey, I want to write something about prophecy currently, what's going on in the Middle East, in Israel, uh, in the world, and, the, and in the kingdom of God. And I talked to them after meeting them and said, hey, pray about this. And they said, you know what? We feel like we want to do it. So yes. we started this series called The Elijah Chronicles. Yes, and there's five in the series. Uh, there's going to be five in the yes. series. We have just finished number four, which is going to be coming out on November 18th, Thursday, November 18th. It's called As the Days of Noah. So I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I've been tracking all of these books, by the way. You know, yeah. because I've, I've made mention a few times, and you've been on the show with us to talk about other ones. Yes. You know, this book is the fourth one in a five-series set. And it it deals with as the days of Noah. And and Ray goes, oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I I track you pretty closely. And and the days of Noah burgeoning with information. But have we looked in the newspaper recently? Yeah. I mean, look, it is happening. And I think everybody uh, is feeling. This is not just something that we're feeling, you know, domestically, let's say, in America. With all that's going on in America— What's happening right now is happening globally, and that's why the whole, you know, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. 
the, the story of Noah is about God dealing with the whole world at one time, not yes. just one region, not even just, you know, uh, the Jewish people or the Middle East. It was a global uh, time of visitation. And I believe that's where we are right now, Taz. Yes, I do, too, as you know. But one of the things that I appreciated as I was reading through, you gave me the manuscript and I was thumbing through it. And I hope you're not mad at me, but I put ink marks and yellow yeah, yeah. highlighters all Notes, over the place questions, yeah. because it, it's, it's so valid for today. It's blowing my mind. I'm going, you know, I'm reading these things and it says certain things about the, uh, you know, the government issues and yeah, yes. health issues and all this whole thing. Yes. And I'm going, they must have written it uh, the day before yesterday because all these things are pertinent in the yes. news now. <laughs> Well, it is current. It's fresh. It's everything that's uh, been happening. I mean, the last book that we did called The Cyrus Mandate, uh, uh, you know, is is very current. And now with it, we're going to talk about the red heifer <sighs> and how that relates to the days of Noah. But I see you've got you're holding a shofar. Yes. And you, you want to blow that thing. Because uh, as I looked at I read the first two paragraphs of your book and it had yep. the word trumpeter shofar yep. in both of them. And uh, you, you did this very discreetly talking about this was the things that were going on and the way you set the story on this is it was not a time of fanfare it was kind of a, it happened and nobody was even aware of it right it's kind of like we are today in right. many ways but the whole value of the shofar is going to play uh, significance throughout not only your story but also at the conclusion of this book and into the next as well yes yeah so look this is the hour where those who are watchmen on the walls uh, need to blow the trumpet. We need to sound the alarm. We need to wake up. Hey, you know, all 12 <laughs> tribes. Hey, guys, exactly. this is big. This is national. Every, it's not just one tribe. It's not just, just one region. This is the whole people of God. All the tribes wake up, look up, listen up. The king is on his way. So yep, let's it, sound the alarm. And we're going to also talk about not only the 12 the, the tribes of Israel, but we're also going to talk about the Gentiles. Oh, wait a minute, that's us. Yeah, that's right. Well, because... God's making one new man. He's bringing the Jew and the Gentile into one new man, just as uh, the Bible says. Let me give it a little shofar blast get, here. Okay, give it a... Nice. Nice. Very good. <laughs> I've been practicing. Right off the, you know, and by the way, i got to tell everybody now, I play the shofar, and Kaz is the one that taught me how to do it. It's so cool. Well, yes, yes, yes. Well, get ready for that sound, my friend. It could be spiritual, like our vo vocal cords get to be the shofar, <laughs> yeah. or it could be a literal one. And yes. what what does that mean as it might relate to the red heifer and things? Yeah, well, you know, I think that it, there, it's layers. You know, as we learn from our Jewish brothers and sisters, the Messianic community, there's layers of things that are happening. And so sounding the alarm, blowing the trumpet, uh, you know, literally we can blow the shofar. But we can also metaphorically be blowing the shofar yes. and talking to our families, talking to our loved ones, talking to our neighbors, and sharing with them the good news of Jesus Christ in the midst of all this chaos and darkness and hopelessness and fear and anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. I'm going to ask you to give an overview in the next segment of this. But while we do, I want people to know that this is a fiction book, he said in quotes. <laughs> yes, yes. But when you realize the content of this book, not only— uh, uh, Ray, but the other two that participated in this, these are Bible theologians yes, and uh, Old Testament lovers as well. Yeah. So you're going to hear a lot of things that are... Yes. Well, look, uh, Brock Taney is a tremendous uh, researcher and historian, brings out all kinds of stuff from archaeology and from history and from uh, prophecy and all of those different things. 
Uh, Bodhi is a great storyteller, and she's Jewish. Yes. I mean, she's literally Jewish. So she is kind of this Jewish believer that's always, you know, uh, her and her husband have written all these books and all the Zion Chronicles, et cetera. But they were always talking about the past, you know, maybe uh, is Jewish people 2,000 years ago, the, the days of the early church, and then 1948, yes. bringing us through World War II, the Holocaust, the rebirth of Israel. Uh, but she, they had never written anything of what's going on now, what's happening today. Yes. Because the story is unfolding, and it's even bigger than it has ever been. Yes. I mean, literally, Kaz, what we're talking about, and even in this latest book, As the Days of Noah, we're talking about things that are on the surface, on the table, that are in the book. Now, they're told in a story, you know, you, uh, so there's stories with characters. It's a novel. But all of the stories are real. The history is real. The yes. prophecy is real. The biblical scripture, obviously. Yes. And these are things that we have not seen in 4,000 years. Yes. Uh, and some of them in 2,000 years. So it's big. It's now, huge. In the next segment, I'm going to have you walk through kind of an overview of all, all, the entire book. And then we're going to get into some of your favorite chapters. And I know you have a yeah. few. But what I, what I would uh, like to do is I, right now we have a minute or so left in this segment i would like you to encourage people that are going oh this is going to be an old testament <clears throat> book and things like that it is vital for today uh for jew and gentile yeah. why don't you give an encouragement to our listeners on why this topic is so important and how this is an easy way to get comfortable with that because you do it in dramatic uh yeah fictional form well look everything that that was the foundation that was laid and fulfilled in jesus christ in the first coming the three and you know let's say there's 300 and around 20 old testament prophecies that were all fulfilled in the person of jesus christ but what people need to realize is there's more than three times that number of prophecies about the second coming um and so there's over a thousand prophecies this is what everything in the first coming was a prelude to the second ultimate coming. The yes. king is coming, the kingdom of heaven, from heaven to the earth. And so this is the culmination of all things. So, yes, the Old Testament is the root. It's the foundation. We honor our Jewish roots. But they are now springing up from the ground, bearing fruit, all the way from the book of Acts. Come on. All the Jewish stuff that was happening there. And then as it glow and flows all the way through the, you know, like Paul's letter to the Romans about Israel, the Jews, uh, that God is going to you know, bring the branches together, one solid tree, one olive branch, and then ending in the book of Revelation, where the saints and the 144,000 and the 12 tribes and the Jews and the Gentiles and the church and the bride all culminate at the coming of the King of <laughs> yes. Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, can you sense a little excitement there, my listening friend? Woo, Ray man, Bentley loves this topic, as do well, I, eschatologically. Yeah. Many of you have been studying Scripture as well, and you're looking in the Bible and you go, oh, this is happening now. This is happening yeah. now. So you're going to have a real yeah. fun time on this book called As the Days of Noah uh, by Ray Bentley and his team. And we're going to talk more about that because it's a remarkable thing. And my listening friend, here's the deal. I want you to get other people to be listening to this broadcast, be aware of it. But also, this is going to introduce you to different facets of Scripture that you maybe have brushed by because it wasn't in your New Testament Gentile yeah. brain and uh, Ray uh, is uh, spending a lot of time digging into the Old Testament and new into the feasts and festivals, into the yeah. days and years and months of Scripture, because all these things are parts of the roadmap to get us where we need to be. Amen. So, Good Ray, stuff. are you ready to sing, dance, rock and roll yeah, for the man, next segment? I'm, I'm, I'm already doing the jig. <laughs> so Ray Bentley and Kaz will be right back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hi there, my friends. My friend and the pastor of Maranatha Chapel, and I, I say San Diego, but you're more specifically in what, what part well, of the area would you, you know, call we're it? in uh, Forest Ranch. Yeah, Forest North, Ranch. North County, San Diego. Yes, yes, yes. And you've been there for more than a day? Uh, more than a day, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, we've been there since, uh, you know, 1997, something like that. We built our facility there yeah. in Forest Ranch. It's a gorgeous campus. Yeah, It's a gorgeous beautiful. campus. And you've got an auditorium there that I think it seats in the upwards of yeah. like three 3,000 3, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, hey— uh, Peter preached and 3,000 got saved. I'll start with three and see what God adds. <laughs> well, you know, this is a topic that you absolutely love, and yeah. it, it doesn't take much to twist your arm to talk about no. the topic. You love the topic, and, you know, there's many different layers in the thing. Yeah. So this book, as in as the days of Noah, yes. brand new, and my listening friend. By the way, they're going to be able to find out more about that by going where? Well, look, uh, obviously you can go to Amazon. It's going to sure. be out on Amazon. We're going through the, you know, uh, print on demand. And so we, we hope a lot of people, you're going to want this book. And honestly, I think as you get the book, As the Days of Noah, and you're going to read it, get introduced to all these interesting characters, there's three more that kind of lead up to where we are. You're going to want to know the whole story. Yes, exactly. So, but, yeah, Amazon.com, and then um, we also have RayBentley.com. You can go there and order it as well. Uh, and then Maranatha Chapel, you can go to the church site, MaranathaChapel.org, uh, and you can order them there as well. So why don't we dive a little bit into the overview of this, and then I'm going to have you dig into some of your favorite chapters and tell me <laughs> why is it a favorite and how does this relate to today? today? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. So, Okay. Broad brushstroke, uh, uh, as the days of Noah, and that is a strategy because Scripture, you know, my listening friend, many of you are digging in Scripture, and you hear teachers and preachers go, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah. But the truth of the matter is, these are the days as in the days of Noah. So what was the inspiration behind the title, and what? give me an overview of the different uh, sections of the book. <clears throat> well, um, we, so— Kind of, let's start with the main character. His name is Jack. It's called a Jack Garrison novel. Yes. So you've got this young American guy, and I don't want to give all the details, but the basic story is, you know, he went to Baylor University out there in, uh, in Texas, a Christian college. He was married and, and had a kid. And then it, it, let's just say a great tragedy happens yes. in his life. And he basically says, you know what? This doesn't work. It's not real. And he throws the whole thing out the window. The next thing you know, He's a very smart uh, guy, and he gets called to be part of a peace, uh, you know, keeping, uh, policy advising group. So he ends up going to Israel. Uh, when he gets there, he is assigned this very young, uh, pretty, uh, kind of like uh, the, the Gal Gadot, you know, the, the Wonder Woman uh, security to protect Jack and all of his adventures. So a little bit of a romance. Yes, you know, of course. It, is laid right there. Um, but anyway, there's this, you know, he's like, I don't believe, you know, because prophecy, you know, and now I'm going to Israel. And so all these people, you know, all of the prophets and all of their end time scenarios, crazy people. He goes, now I'm going to that land and, and the world needs peace. But how can you have peace in the world if you can have peace in Jerusalem? 
So, you know, prophecy starts being thrown at him, and he goes, look, I don't believe in old men with beards walking in ancient <laughs> deserts having download visions of end times modern scenarios. He goes, that's crazy. Yes. And then, wouldn't you know it, this yes. character arrives, shows up uh, in visions that Jack begins having. His name is Eliyahu. Which, as you know, is the Hebrew word for Elijah. Elijah, hello. You know that was a a, a, a very wise. Yeah, it's a tool hook. to be able to bring a hook to be able to bring the past and the yes. present together. Yeah, because this this man is an opportunity to see things. Yes, from uh, current. He takes uh, Elijah or yeah. takes him back to different time frames right. in in the Bible. It blows his mind. Yeah. I mean, it, it totally changes his world view because Eliyahu, they will go into a scene. And, and so we basically, you know, took the great Charles Dickens novel, A Christmas Carol, yeah. you know, uh, that goes through Christmas past, present, future, whatever. So now we're doing visions from the Bible where Jack and Eliyahu are in the story, but they can't see him. But he's seeing everything oh, wow. live, or at least in this uh, supernatural vision. And he goes into the past, and then he's taken into the present. And now we're getting to where he's literally Ooh. being taken into the immediate future, Ooh. and his mind is blown. No question. Mega about it. blown. He's like screaming inside, oh my God, for yeah. real. Yeah, and that's not even a curse word. Not e- no, he's like, he coming, he's having he's coming to God, going, it's real, it's happening. And people don't get it, they don't see it. So, you know, it, this is the journey of Jack Garrison. So to me, it's like a lot of young people today. They maybe were raised in a church, you know, teaching about the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming. And, and sometimes, you know, that's been my whole story. Well, this is the late 60s, early 70s. Now we're in 2021. People get weary. I've heard it all before. Yes. But you don't realize how, what little time we're compressed in. We're, we're only talking to Israel's only been here a little plus 70 years. Well, compared to human history, that's, that's a drop in the bucket. Yes. So we, we can't just say, oh, it's got to happen in the next 10 seconds. But it's, it, it's something that is literally... Uh, like birth pangs, it's unfolding. It is. It is it, as it was in the days of Noah. You know, you, I know you studied scripture and eschatology for years and years, <laughs> and, and we're teaching it yeah. years and years ago. And so, every time we see something that's happening in the news, we kind of have to. I don't know about you, but I have to write my doc, doctrine and uh, points of view in pencil instead of right. ink pen these <laughs> yeah. days. Look, um, uh, when you think about there were three hundred prophecies in the first coming of Jesus. You had a whole generation of religious people, Pharisees, Sadducees, looking at the Bible, and they, the, the Messiah was here. Yeah. Every Christian knows, that's the guy. <laughs> and yet the people in that generation were testing it. No, it's not right. It, doesn't, he should, it should be this way. They had wrong interpretations, and they, they missed it. Yes. Most of the people missed it. And I've got a feeling there are many people today, it's happening, it's unfolding, and a lot of people have these preconceived little yes, ideas. Yes, yes. They've got little things that are just off a little bit. They're not seeing it. They're not getting it. And it's literally happening. Yes. So the, the question is, wh- what, can you, what do you intend this book to do? You intend yeah. to bring, use this book to bring people up to yeah. present-day reality. Right. And so give kind of an overview. You, all these different things happen to, to, to Garrison. Yes. And so here he is in this book. and Well, he's, let's, yeah, let, let's put it this way. We've so, got about four minutes in this segment. Okay, so we've been saying, you know, Jesus is coming. Look at all these fulfillments. You know, if you want to go for the major factors, the, the major one, the rebirth of Israel, 1948. This has never happened to any other ancient people. 
who lost their homeland, were scattered to the four corners of the earth and the seven continents, and had no land to call their own for 2,000 years, but had a prophecy from their God that one day he would bring them back to their original mm-hmm. homeland. Yes. And that happened. Yes. It's never happened to any other people group in all of human history. Yes, yes, yes. So it's kind of like God is saying, hey, I told you so. So you didn't listen to me then, but you better listen to me now because now we're approaching that time where it's all coming together. So we like to say that the world situation is pregnant with the coming of the Lord. You know, Jesus said, and by the way, I like to tell people, this is, we don't believe in the end of the world. We're not preaching the end of the world. No. What Jesus said is these are birth pangs. A whole new world is about to be born. The kingdom of God is ready to, be, uh, to come forth. But let me just put it in this way. We're not, you know, in the early three-month part of pregnancy. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're pushing nine months. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the baby is ripe and ready. It's coming Ooh, It's kind of like a flood, as in the days as of Noah. The, yeah. Well, <laughs> and what is the Ooh. first thing that is the sign that a birth is about to happen? Ooh, the, the water, water breaks. breaks. Hello, Noah. <laughs> Wake up. The water's breaking. <laughs> that is so good. I appreciate that. You know, I'm looking forward to delving into the different chapters of this book because Every time I was reading through the chapters, I was going, he must be reading. I don't know how they, they're, they're writing the script uh, of this manuscript at the same moment that I'm reading it almost because that's what's going on in the world today. So I'm going to allow you to kind of walk us through some of your favorite chapters. And my listening friend, I hope you're engaged in this because God's got a plan and, <clears throat> and he communicates his plan through scripture, mm-hmm. but also through his people who have been empowered by his Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden when you get God's Scripture and people together horizontally yeah. that are, have different nuances, we'll go, hey, have you thought about this? And I'll go, yeah. oh, yeah, and I thought about this. And all of a sudden you got two or three or four people going, ooh, 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 and all of a sudden yeah, yeah. they go away with a bigger picture than they had to begin with. And I'll promise you when you go through this book, you'll have a bigger picture than you started. Oh, yeah. It's going to ring. It'll be like, oh, I get it. You're going to have revelations. You're going to put things together. And you're going to, it's ripple, it's ripple effect. You're going to start looking and seeing headlines that make sense, fit into prophecy, put into pieces, and fill in the blanks and the puzzle pieces coming together. And Ray Bentley and I, with As the Days of Noah, we talk about the book. We're going to help you get there as we continue when we will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on KPraise. Well, welcome back, my friends. Come Together San Diego, a remarkable show because this is one of my favorite topics. It's called eschatology. And it's called knowing what is in progress now and uh, what the Bible says is going to happen as a result of these things in progress. And I have Ray Bentley, Maranatha Chapel, and uh, he... Aloha. (laughs) Aloha. (laughs) It's good to be with you, Kaz. That's a foreign language that you're speaking (laughs) there, I think. It was a few decades ago. Hey, Reverend Bentley, I I know... Dr. Kaz Taylor. (laughs) I know that the whole topic of uh, as the days of Noah is close to your heart. Yeah, because things are happening to that degree even now. But why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your favorite chapters, but also relate it to what's going on in Israel and America today, 
both of us have governments going awry. Both of us have issues where there's different protocols that are putting God's kids in in jeopardized positions. You know, one of the things, uh, Kaz, and we've talked about this a little bit, uh, what, what, why was the days of Noah, why did God intervene then? What, what was happening? I mean, you know, their sin has been around since Adam and Eve in the garden blew it. Uh, so every generation is sinful. And, and uh, why is one generation kind of this culmination or whatever? And what I believe is interesting is, you know, that God literally, uh, through a flood that was global, you know, and every, every culture continent around the world has some story tradition about this global flood. It's basically the story of Noah, which only confirms it. But uh, it, it makes you wonder, why did God intervene now? Why were there only eight souls on the ark that were saved at that time? The Bible tells us that Noah was perfect in the eyes of the Lord. Well, what does that mean, that he was perfect? Well, it doesn't mean he was without sin, because obviously Noah came from Adam and Eve, so he's a sinner. So what is the meaning uh, of the word perfect? Well, the Hebrew word can denote purity. And I believe that partly uh, what it's referring to is that Noah's genetic life was pure. Um, And so when you think about, uh, you know, the Nephilim that is talked about in Genesis 6, the traditional view is that, you know, some people will say, oh, you know, the sons of God married the daughters of women and they, you know, spoiled them in some way. So some like to denaturalize that. Well, it was believers marrying unbelievers, mixing it up, and they were all sinners and God judged the world. But that doesn't really make sense because God could do that to every generation. Yes. Every generation is filled. Look at all the sin now. What nation shouldn't be judged? Why doesn't God judge the whole world? But I believe that when it says that the sons of God married the daughters of uh, women uh, and that it was literally fallen angels, that's the view of the ancient early believers, uh, the Jewish believers, their worldview, a supernatural uh, you know, situation, which is what constituted what are called giants going yes. all the way down to Goliath, uh, ab- abnormal genetic features in these giants where fallen angels have come down, intermingled with earthly women, and creating a seed that is unredeemable, that's basically what it's all about, and that, and that God saw that this, I have to judge the world yes. and save the bloodline of Adam and those that can be saved and redeemed. Now, you can argue all you want about that, but that's how uh, I see it. I know that's how you see it and yes. how many within our, the Jewish Messianic community would view it. But when we look at modern times, what are we fighting? What are we battling right now? This virus, vaccines, part of the controversy, without getting into the details of it is, is this stuff messing with our DNA? Ooh. When, when they start saying, uh, I think it was Moderna, one of them, you know, they basically put into their explanation to people, hey, trust us, this is really good for you. Uh, it's basically software. We're putting software in your body. It's like OS is an and, operating system. And so you're like, well, wait a minute. If you're system. putting software, that means programs can be brought into me in subsequent you know, shots or vaccines or whatever. And what are you doing to me? And you, then you go to another layer, and it's like, are they really trying to improve on the immune system, or are they bypassing the human immune system that God made? So, look, this, this raises a lot of concerns and questions. Yes. 
and we're living in a day with a lot of concerns. So you're saying, as it was in the days of Noah, there what we would call the Nephilim seed or the bad guys seed, and the, the only ones in Noah's day that were righteous from God's eyes because of their relationship in, yes. the, in his family were the eight in Noah's day. And only every eight. And the, the rest of them had some shall we say, Nephilim experience or some some toying with, with the, the genealogy was, yes. and things like that? There, there is a strong inference of a mixed, uh, mixed kind breed, of DNA yeah. uh, that, that altered in some way, that affected uh, their, their thinking was nothing but wickedness and evil continuously. Uh, there was no chance uh, for that to be redeemed. So, look, you come to the book of Revelation, all of a sudden it's saying, hey, don't take this mark, this stamp, this 666, and whatever it means, because those people will then become irredeemable. Yes. So oh, wait a oh minute. Well, how, how do you, you know, is this just a little, you know, three numbers? Of, or is there something more significant to what's happening that is altering people's capacity to be saved and born again? Oh, my. I so, mean, that's a humongous topic. It's a and, huge topic. And the one thing, you know— a lot of people in the Christian faith, we spiritualize everything. Mm-hmm. So we go, oh, well, that's what's the spiritual application of it? The spiritual application of it is not necessarily a change of DNA. It's just a change of mentality, mm-hmm. and we can deal with that. But what if? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, look, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of controversy about it. But what I want to tell people is that we are living now in times where God is sending a message from heaven. He's He's saying, wake up and look up and draw near to me Come on. Uh, and be discerning and really research and, and look into all these things. So, praise yes. God. And one of the things that I, I take away from Scripture is study show yourself approved unto God, mm-hmm. a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's Second mm-hmm. Timothy. And, and, and basically the point is, you know, in the past we've tried to be, become a workman uh, this, that we're proud of. You know, here's, here's what I've discovered in the Word. Listen to me preach this. But right now, the, the focus has changed, so we need to be uh, approved by God in what we say mm-hmm. because it's, impo- it's possible that we could be uh, embarrassed by our teaching, uh, wrongly dividing the Word of truth. Right. So the calling for us today, I think, as we realize the days of Noah are at hand, is we need to rightly divide the Word of truth. Right. And we can't just go, oh, that was Old Testament, not for today. Right. Yeah, no, th- this is something that we need to be take responsibility for now. And everything that we do, everything that deals with our bodies, with our health, and uh, with wanting to hear the voice of the Lord. So. Yes, yes, yes. Well, my listening friend, I hope you're, you're encouraged about this. We've got a little bit more time in this segment. And I, I like to—I haven't called Ray Bentley my guest— He's not a guest. I called <laughs> him. You're, we're friends. No, I call you my co-host. Oh, oh gosh. So oh. that means you know you. I give you the freedom to. Uh, yeah. Take the topic any anywhere you want to go, and I, I hand the baton over to you, and I say, "Go, Ray, go." So <laughs> where where would we got about uh, let's say about three minutes left in this segment? Where would you like to take this last three minutes here before we delve into some? Uh, other issues, maybe some more parallel uh, analogies about the yeah. Judeo-Christian believers yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, well, look, I think that people are looking for a, a way of how do, how do we um, interpret all of the chaos and all of the anxiety and all of the fear? Uh, you know, part of it is the uh, pandemic, uh, the health issues, and now the forced vaccines. You know, so vaccine, let's say you've gotten it. Uh, we're not saying that, that you know, that's the uh, mark of the beast. Uh, right now, 
but uh, we got to keep our eyes on this. And so some of you have taken it. Some of you maybe have not taken it, but we ought to look into these things. But I think at the same time, we need to be able to say, Lord, what, how do we interpret where we are? Where are we heading? It feels like it's happening and accelerating at a very fast pace. Um, and are there things that I should be aware of and that I, that I should know? Uh, should there be something that I'm doing to prepare? The whole story of Noah is about having inside information. Yeah. Something is coming the world has never known or seen or experienced before. And Noah, buddy, you're my son. I love you. Get your family and prepare an ark so that you're ready and prepared for what is about to come. Yes. I believe this is a time we need to start uh, not just cruising through life and working on our normal little retirement for a few years. We need to be preparing for a wild and crazy future. Yes, and if you had Elijah around today, what might Elijah, because he's your character in the book, what might he be telling the churches today, the pastors today, the parishioners today, the administrators today, other saints, and non-believers as well? What would his message be proclaiming? Well, look, Elijah confronted the, the vast majority of the people of Israel were following idols. And Elijah said, "Are you guys have compromised. And they, they were like, well, we can worship Yahweh and we can worship, you know, some of the gods and the culture. We want to get along with everybody. Elijah said, you don't get it. Uh, you guys need to repent. You're about to lose everything, everything. So he yes. went to the mountain and he said, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. Yes. And it was a day of confrontation. The false gods, the false idols, the false philosophies, the false beliefs that have crept in to the people of God, just like ancient Israel, has crept into the church. And the Lord is saying, it's time to choose. Who are you really serving? And let God bring fire from heaven. Oh, my. Because, you know, I have a real heart for the body of Christ in San Diego County yeah. and beyond, as do you. And I look and I go, there's a lot of people, you know, a, a few years ago, you could go to Sunday to Sunday service and, you know, a six-day sinner and a one-day Sunday saint, or, or if you are of Jewish descent, <laughs> right. you know, a six-day sinner and a Sabbath saint. Yeah. So, uh, so, but, but the times have changed. We have to be accountable. Yeah. Because you know, can you believe that the Lord is coming soon? Yeah. No, I mean, uh, th- there things are happening so rapidly and so fast that people are needing to make decisions. Uh, we we got people right here in San Diego deciding should I'm going to lose my job. Should I move out of California? Beautiful San Diego. This is my home. I love it. I mean, yes. we've got the best weather. We're kind of on the edge of the kingdom <laughs> right <come now>. already, <laughs> you know. Um, but there are people that are being forced to make choices and decisions about, you know, what's creeping into the schools and yes. teaching and what's creeping into our culture and even into our state and, and their jobs and mandates. And, whoo, man, it's oh, never been God. as hot as it is now. Well, but the topic that you're talking about as in the days of Noah in your brand new book, yeah. the, the, the parallels are right there, but you have done yes. it in a fictional sense. Now, we have to take a break here, uh, Reverend Ray. Okay. But, but I want people to be aware. We're going to be talking more about this, but one of the things you talked about was, you know, school system, uh, governmental system. We're talking, you know, military things. Everything is kind of crescendoing now. And yes. when you're familiar with what things were like in the days of Noah and throughout yeah. Scripture, it will forewarn you and prepare you. Can we talk more about that in the next Let's segment? Let's do it. I'm ready to go. <laughs> My listening friend, that means that when Ray Bentley says he's ready, uh-huh. buckle on up. Yes, buckle can- up, <laughs> buttercup. <laughs> Ray Bentley and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. 
Welcome back, my friends. I'm really tickled to have uh, friend Ray Bentley, Maranatha Chapel, with me here because he has something to declare. A new one of his book series is coming out, is, is in progress, and uh, you need to know about it because if you don't like digging into the real depth of Scripture yet, you will soon, but if you read uh, books that ha- can inspire you to do that, this fiction is written totally scripturally based, totally uh, historically based, mm-hmm. and uh, you, this might be help help you with the springboard, wouldn't you say, Ray Bentley? Yes, uh, and you know, so like we were saying earlier, um, we want you to get this book. I want you to read this story. I think that you're going to love it. It's the fourth in a series, so you read this one called "As in the Days of Noah." It's called the Elijah Chronicles. The character Eliyahu shows up in this young man's uh, life, an American character named Jack Garrison. And now all of a sudden we find out he he realizes we're living literally in the days of Noah. Jesus was talking about the Lord is coming back soon. So, um, yeah, you can go and get it. It'll be available on November the 18th, uh, which is a Thursday. You can go to Amazon and order it. Um, and then you can also go to RayBentley.com or you can go to our church site, MaranathaChapel.org and order it there as well. Yes, but you're going to love it. It's going to blow your mind. It's all current, written, co-written with Bodie and Brock Taney. These guys have sold over 35 million copies of their Zion Chronicles. And I've talked about how uh, uh, Bodie is Jewish, so she's got all of this history and understanding, and Brock is a great researcher. I bring the prophetic part. We put it all together in a great story recipe. You're gonna, yes. It's going to be a great, fun ride for people. Yes, but my listening friend, you need to know this is a pre-recorded uh, a broadcast. So the the date that he said is basically right around the date that this is going to be broadcast. Well, so you need to you look, and, Get look it and now. see. Get it N-O-W Order now. Order it now. <laughs> the Lord is going to bless you as you read it and open your eyes to what's going on. Yes, world. yes, yes. You know, my listening friend, one of the things that happened in Noah's day, you'd better believe he had a lot of peer pressure from other people going, oh my na- gosh, yeah. naysayers. You've been working on this ark for 100 years now. Oh, yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. deal on that? So look, now, look, there's going to be people, uh, it goes with the territory, uh, Kaz. When, when you start talking about prophecy, uh, then all of a sudden people, oh, crazy talk. These people are crazy. And that's what they thought of Noah for 120 years. He's building a big ship, this big boat, gigantic boat. And they're laughing. Why? Because they did not have inside information. They did not have divine revelation from God. He actually was hearing from God, and he was doing something by preparing that should have been a witness to them yes. to pay attention to what he's saying. Yeah. But nobody's really listening. So uh, we are living in similar times. Uh, God is trying to get the attention of the body of Christ because God's government, the most important government on earth, is the kingdom of heaven. It's the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of the Lord. And he wants to wake his church up to what time it is Yes. so we know how to live. And we should be preparing by going into the harvest fields, sharing the gospel, letting people get saved. But you need to know what time it is because that's what's going to put the fire inside of you. So that's why I wrote this book. Uh, you know, as the days of Noah, I think it's going to put things together, what's happening in the world, the headlines, Bible, prophecy. It's going to put a fire in your soul to be able to share your faith. One of the things that stirs me, Ray, and you know we've talked about this, is if you're thinking that this is like the days of old, even a, a year or so ago, yeah. you need to re- oh. rethink things. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. when you look at what is nobody, none of us uh, saw, none of the prophets could foresee the pandemic and the way that it's rolled out. Nobody really totally grasped or understood what we have just been going through and continue to go through, slogging it through these two years. And it's not over. Yep. And if I may say, it's pretty obvious that going into 2022, 
more of the same, more chaos, more craziness. We don't know what it holds. So that pre- presents a lot of anxiety. What brings peace in the midst of that is, uh, is listening to God, listening to the voice of the Lord, listening to divine revelation. So, we, you know, one of the, we're going to talk about in a little bit the red heifer story that's now popped up, which is huge. I mean, talk about a sign that the Lord is coming from the Jewish community because they're awake. And we got to be watching what Israel's doing because that's a sign of what's coming next. Well, but uh, one of their older uh, rabbis named Isaac, who's involved in finding a red heifer, which they say they have found, uh, he told the story of his grandfather who was in Germany, Europe, 1930s. He's like, wow, you know, I've got it made. Uh, but he gets this crazy harebrained idea. You know what? We need to move our family to the deserts of Palestine, which was a backwards, nothing, you know, uh, country at the time. And everybody in his family said, you're nuts. You're out of your mind. You're crazy. But a decade or so later, the crazy guy had wisdom, survived, did not die in the Holocaust like other members of his family because he was listening to God. That's what we need to do now. So that, <clears throat> you're bringing back some of the characters that are in your book. Yes. But, but those are more than just abstract characters. They're, exactly. They're, They're real stories of real people, real examples, recent history. Oh my! And one of the one of the dangers is when someone might say, "You know, we've been looking for this for a long time. This is just one of those abstractions, and it'll, it'll it too shall pass." My friend, there's going to be a day when it shall not pass anymore. This is that. What happens yeah. if this is that? Have you prepared properly? Right. Well, and what I like to say is now, um, look for for a long time. People said there will never, I don't care how you interpret the Bible, there will never be a reborn nation of Israel. End of story. And they had 1,500 years of whatever. And and that was legitimate until until 1948. Oops. But how many people are still living on the doctrine that they had, you know, their church or the denomination pre-1948? So, I mean, there's an issue there, too. Because it's happening, and Israel is real. Israel's people are real. The Gentiles are real. Look, we've got to admit when we are wrong. And and when we thought something, we were convinced of it until history proves we were wrong. And you got to be humble. you got to be teachable. So, look, ever since 1948, Wake up call. Now it's like we got to really look and search in the scriptures. We're living in the days. It's all coming to pass. So, Lord, speak to us. We're ready to hear. <laughs> I love this. You mentioned something that we're going to be extending on further. You said the, ray, the red heifer. Yes. Now, people, listen, my friends, if you go, this is so abstract in the Old Testament only. <laughs> it's not only in the Old Testament. The uh, ab- the reference to the red heifer is also in the book of Hebrews as well. It is and, in the New and Testament. Ray absolutely. and I are going to talk a little bit about that. But things are happening in the earth today. You know, discoveries, natural discoveries in Israel, in the city of David, in Mount Ararat. I mean, things are happening all over the yeah. place right now. Qumran. Qumran. Thank Treasures. you. Treasures. Yes, yes, yes. Hidden yes, in yes. the ground. <laughs> Jim Barfield, yes, your yes, buddy. Yes, 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 yes. Copper Scroll. He has, Copper Scroll Project. So so the point of the matter is these things are happening now. It's no longer time to, to rest on laurels. It's time right now to live your life uh, God's way because his way really is the only way. Ray, I'll, let's spend some time in the next segments talking. You know, it's become a favorite topic of mine, the red heifer. Yeah. And a lot of people will go, that's a cow. What does that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Or some people that know that the red heifer. It's, you know, the, the red heifer is as crazy as God telling some guy, 
build a boat <laughs> until the rain came. Yes. And the Lord closed the door. And all of a sudden, you know what? That was actually a good idea. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we're going to de- delve into these things. And some of these things you say, I heard about that or I had it marked in my my Bible, but I haven't referred to it in about a billion years. Thank you very much. Or it's brand new to you. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're going to be thrilled with some of the discoveries that are happening in Israel and happening in the United States. And many of those things are actually embedded in a book, which we're calling the days as it was the days of Noah. Yes, as the days of Noah. Yes. Go get the book as the days of Noah <laughs> as soon as you can off Amazon or RayBentley.com or MaranathaChapel.org. Um, the Elijah Chronicles about, it's a Jack Garrison novel. It's going to blow your mind. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk more about those things, Red Heifer and all these other things that are happening today that we never thought they really would happen. We thought they were abstract and symbolism, but oh, no. No, no, no. So Ray Bentley and I are going to talk more about that when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego. It's just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come together, San Diego, with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends. Guess what? It's time for us to continue on in our second hour of Come Together, San Diego. I've got friend and pastor, uh, Maranatha Chapel, Ray Bentley. He's an author, and if you've followed him at all, he's you got radio, radio broadcast yes. and television broadcast. Yes. If you, you really need to check in with him, but also he's got worship things that are going on, Bible things that are going on. You know, any strata of life, he's got people sure. and pe- to help you move you forward. Yeah, you know, I haven't mentioned this, but uh, we have a an app. It's a free app uh, called Maranatha Chapel. TV. Yes. So you go get the app. You can download it. It's free. We've got the teachings uh, from Sunday, Sundays and Wednesdays, interviews with exciting people like Kaz Taylor uh, <laughs> and other, you know, prophetic things. I've got a whole series called Step Into the Story. Yes. It's about the third one down. You'll see it. And uh, the, where I'm going into what's happening geopolitically, what's happening to the Middle East, what's happening to the Bible, the fulfillment of prophecy, breaking open the scriptures. And uh, I think we've got about 15 episodes now, re- most recently ending with the Red Heifer we're just going to talk about. But, yeah, go get that. It's called Step Into the Story because, to me, the Lord said, I don't want you to just teach prophecy and share with people prophecy and go, wahoo, the Lord's coming. But God is trying to get our attention through his prophetic word that it's coming to pass in acceleration before our eyes and that he's calling us to actually – we're not supposed to just watch what's happening eating popcorn in the stands. God is inviting the church, get out of the stands, walk onto the field. You're in the next play. <laughs> so step in into the story <laughs> and participate in the greatest harvest of human history. You're, you're talking about step into the story. Step into and, the story. And that's so, the some series. of the stuff that you're doing, yeah, uh, you, you actually are broadcasting Breaking these inter- yeah. interviews yeah. On, on your television. Breaking it down and talking about what does the Bible say here? What's this prophecy mean? And, uh, you know, everything about Israel, about the Abraham Accords, about the Red Heifer, about the Middle East, about oil, about Russia, about, you know, Ezekiel 38 and 39, the War of Gog and Magog. We got all kinds of stuff in there. It's fascinating, and it's happening, developing right now. Right now. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Red Heifer. This is this. It was a principal topic. In fact, it is really the motivational topic in this book. Yeah, and and people may not understand why 
why don't you give a little bit of overview about that, but not only why it's important, but how, I, ironically, but it's not really ironically, yeah. there's no, nothing ironic about yeah. God just premeditated, how your book and what is it literally happening right now, yeah. uh, finding their way into yes. the storyline from your perspective, yeah. the red heifer. Well, well, starting with the title, As the Days of Noah, that comes directly from the lips of our Lord and Savior Jesus. He goes, I'm going to give you a picture, uh, a pattern from the Bible story of what it's going to be like when I come again. The whole world is going to be gripped, uh, and, and it's going to be a global issue. That's where Noah comes from. And in the days of Noah, uh, that, that is where there was this, this great flood. So what's interesting is that if we're in the last days, that means there has to be a third temple. Okay, so there, there has to be an Israel. That's, put a check on that box. There is a modern Israel. Well, then Israel didn't have control of East Jerusalem. So, oh, guess what? That happened in 1967 in the Six-Day War. Check that box. Now the big number three is, well, now there's got to be a temple in Jerusalem in the, you know, rebirthed nation of Israel. So there, there's a thing called the Temple Institute yes. that you're familiar with. Yes. Uh, Orthodox Jewish uh, people have been working for now 70-plus years re making all of the implements and all of the furniture that was in the temple 2,000 years ago during the days of Jesus and his yes. first coming. But one of the things that they could not make was red heifer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, you, so the whole thing is that you, you had to have, this is from uh, the book of Numbers, chapter 19, Old Testament. It talks about there had to first, before you could do the temple sacrifice, You had to have the ashes of a red heifer that had no blemishes, had no mixed hairs. It was all red. And as you mentioned earlier, Kaz, the fulfillment of the red heifer is found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9. It was a type of Jesus Christ. Yes. And we know what the red refers to. And the red refers to the pure blood of Jesus, who was, uh, just as the red heifer was sacrificed outside the camp, so Jesus, the writer of Hebrews says, was crucified outside outside the camp pure red, pure holy. He was able to be the sacrifice for the sins of the world. So the Old Testament tells us that then when you had the ashes of a pure red blood heifer, those had to be used uh, to cleanse the priests who were now going to start the sacrifices. Yes. Now, you know, there's a, uh, every time, you know, there were many times that the the temple would be destroyed or uh, that there would, you know, be the ceasing of sacrifices. So, Apparently, there have been, in history, 10 red heifers, yep. uh, and I, I think it's 10. Is that right? Nine, or but nine. this will okay. be the so 10. Nine, nine red heifers, and in the mid-15th century, whatever, this famous uh, Jewish Sephardic rabbi, Maimonides, predicted that there will yet be another 10th uh, red heifer, and that would reconstitute the beginning of the Third Temple. And um, so that's what we've been waiting for for now, centuries and centuries. And all of a sudden, now, Orthodox Jews who say we've got all the furniture for the temple, but we, have, we don't have the red heifer. Well, it just so turns out I wrote in my book a, a <laughs> novel about this character in Texas who has Orthodox Jews coming who, to visit him to come f- to visit him confirm. because they believe. Just like Christians, that Israel's uh, rebirth is a fulfillment of prophecy. Therefore, they believe that the Messiah is coming soon. Therefore, they need to rebuild the temple and redo all the furniture. And therefore, they need a red heifer. 
to get everything started because they have to have the ashes of the red heifer before they have one sacrifice on Temple Mount. So I have in my story these guys come because uh, it's, it's another story that they actually want to do the sacrifice of the red heifer with Gentiles because it's Noah. It's about Noah. Noah is yes. before Abraham, meaning it's pre Sure, Pretty sure. Jewish. Plus, there are a lot of Gentiles that may so, have Jewish yeah. descent anyway. Yeah, So, but, but the point is that Noah was in a day before Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, yes. so he's pre-Jew. So it's for the Gentiles. And they call it the Noahide laws. There are seven, not ten, and that's a whole other issue. But uh, they go, we, we need to get the Gentiles on board with us. So they said, therefore, it doesn't have to be a red heifer from Israel because it's the Gentiles participate, it could be from a Gentile area. Well, guess what? Who has a lot of cattle in the world <laughs> Place that are our Texas. friends in the country of our friends? <laughs> we went to Texas. <laughs> uh, yeah. They go, man, there's a lot of cowboys. You know, Clint Eastwood is everywhere in Texas. Exactly. The cowboys are there, and, and the red heifers are there. So you wrote this into your book. So I wrote it into my book that Orthodox Jews come to Texas, and they find a, a, you know, this Christian cowboy rancher and say, we need a pure red heifer. So we can redo the third temple. Well, guess what happens? Yes. It actually turns out that two rabbis for real come to Texas and end up coming to a man that I get introduced to, who is now my friend, uh, named Byron Byron Stinson. Stinson, Yes. Who goes to the cattle. They've been advertising because of these rabbis saying, we need the red heifer so we can redo the third temple sacrifices. They started advertising all over Texas, ranches, you know, uh, in menus when you would go and get, get a steak or a, a hamburger or something like that. And all of a sudden, these two rabbis come over and they have found for the first time in 2000 years a pure red heifer. Not only have they found one, they, they've found three, then they found four. They want a total of seven. And they believe they're getting ready. This is them. OK, this is Orthodox Jews. Okay, they believe in the Bible. They believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They believe in the rebirth of Israel, fulfillment of prophecy. God gave them Jerusalem, East Jerusalem. God's going to, you know, give them the temple. And they believe the Messiah is coming soon. So they are ready to move, but they need the red heifer. And now they have found it. Yes. And by the way, Maimonides said, when they find, when we find, or it's revealed, the, the 10th red heifer that will restart Temple sacrifices again for the third temple. It will be the sign of the soon coming of the Messiah. So yes. that's from a you know Jewish yes. perspective, but there's a lot of parallels here. Yeah, not only and, that, but Scripture has to be fulfilled. Old Testament and New yeah, Testament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the prophecies have to be fulfilled. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I put that in my minute. book, and then lo and behold, I get called by a friend of mine from Texas named Robert Murray, and he says, "Ray, there's a couple of rabbis, and they want to come to your church and talk about they have found." Through Byron Stinson, this Texan <laughs> who has all these connections to, to ranches and farmers and cattlemen, they found the red heifer. They're ready to take it to Israel. And they believe that within the next two years, and that's why they want seven, because what if one of them gets sick or you know, dies or something happens? So they want seven to make sure that two years from now they have one that they can sacrifice. And when they do that, now look at this hasn't happened. Hello, in two thousand years two thousand oh years my my you it guys the are right last step that they have been waiting for because once they have those ashes there is nothing holding them back from starting the temple the third temple sacrifice on the 
So that's the coming. I mean, now we're in the book of Revelation. Yes, but I know that there are going to be people, because I've heard it as well, uh-huh. that say, well, as soon as you do the red heifer and you, the building of the temple, that means that the Antichrist is at hand. Yeah. I, I want, want you to do, we're going to do a big, broad brushstroke in the next yeah. segment to talk about that. It raises a thousand questions. A thousand questions. We're not going to deal with all Great thousand, questions. but maybe the top few. Okay, sure. When Ray exactly. Bentley and I come right Woo, back. Man, this is fun. <laughs> this is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. They say that uh, history repeats itself, and when we talk about as the days of Noah, a book that is the fourth in five series in a series that Ray Bentley and his team are putting together. It is true that history is repeating itself, but we want to get ahead of the curve in history so that we can be prepared for the things that are about ready to transpire, but also are transpiring now. Isn't that right? Reverend Ray Bentley. Yes. Dr. Kaz Taylor, (laughs) you are absolutely right. And listen, you guys are going to love this book. Uh, It's going to make you think it's going to help you put things together uh, as the days of Noah, you can get it on Amazon.com, RayBentley.com, MeredithChapel.org. Um, it's going to be a fun read. It's going to be a fast read, but it's it's and it's you know co-written with Bodie and Brock Taney. These are amazing writer, researcher, the whole Zion Chronicles, and I've been talking about that. But you're going to love this book. In fact, if you haven't heard of it and this is your first time, and you buy this one, you're going to read it. You're going to have so much fun. You're going to want to get the whole series. Yes, indeed. Uh, there's three books that precede that that kind of give the whole story in the background up into everything that's going on. But anyway, we're excited. On fire. Yes, 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 yes. And the other thing I would say, because I've read, I'm no novice to his yeah, his other three books. Uh, I'm no novice to that, so I'm very familiar. But you might want to uh, read this with an open Bible. Because they're yeah. prolific in saying scripture, oh, scripture, scripture applications and implications. You're going to find out this is uh, very, very sensitive to Bible and Bible truth. Yes. It's not like they're taking some weird, strange doctrine that is. <laughs> no, they're, they're taking Bible yeah. precedent, Bible truths, yes. and they've built it around a fiction. But it may not yes. be so much of a fiction yeah, as you and, think. And the, <laughs> uh, so we, we use the visions that this character, Eliyahu, which is, uh, you know, the Hebrew prophet, Elijah takes this Jack Garrison on, are literally stories from the Bible. So you're going, you're stepping into the Bible uh, with a vision and imagination, and, but it's real stories from the Bible that are literally happening and give depth and explanation and, and put it all into a big exclamation point. I'm going to, I'm going to be uh, uh, a, Challenge a few things here at yeah. take, taking on the position of other believers. I know yeah. that this has happened, uh, and it will happen because everybody's going to say, "Well, that's not how how I see Scripture." Or do you yeah. know what that could mean? We need to steer clear of those things. One of the one of the things that there are going to be people coming to you and they're saying, "That's first of all, that's Old Testament. It's irrelevant for today." And number two, if I track Scripture, I know that if the temple is begun to be rebuilt, I know in these last days what's going to happen. This is the end road to uh, Antichrist, right. and why would I want to encourage something that happens to encourage the Antichrist yeah. coming on the scene? So what, what do you say to people? I mean, that's, that's a valid, valid question. No, no, it is. Uh, and, and, yeah, the first thing people think of when you start saying the third temple is the Antichrist, the Antichrist. And here's where I, I you know, want to just tell people, be careful, because a lot of people will immediately associate the devil 
along with the Antichrist, as tainting God's holy temple. Now, look, he's going to desecrate it, but that's what he does. And some people, they have developed a wrong uh, concept of the temple itself as if the temple is bad. Um, And the truth of the matter is that in Revelation, we're talking the last book of the New Testament, chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, it is not, there's nowhere in the Bible that talks about the temple of the devil. There is nowhere in the scriptures that talks about the temple of the Antichrist. Even in the book of Revelation, talking about the revelation of the appearance of the second coming of Jesus Christ, it is called the temple of Of God. God. Yes, The temple is good. The temple is pure. The temple is holy. The temple is actually, God told Moses, you be careful how you make this, make everything exactly uh, to the specifications that I gave to you. Why? Because what you're making on earth is a model, mirror, picture, pattern of heaven. Yes. So the temple of God, all that, you know, the, you know why there's, there's a, a golden cherubim on, on, the, on the mercy seat? Because there's real cherubim in heaven around the throne of God. That's <laughs> yes. holy. That's not it the is, devil. No, that's holy. So the devil is the desecrator, but he cannot uh, make the third temple the devil's. He claims he's God, but that's when God begins to judge him. And literally, read it for yourself, Ezekiel 43, chapter 43, verses 1 through 7, the glory of God comes to the temple of yes. God yes. to judge the Antichrist, yes. to remove him, put him down, judge the, you know, the devil and all that. So we're well, not against the temple. If you've looked around, the influence of what we would call the Hebrew would be Hasatan or the, mm. the Satan mm-hmm. uh, is alive and well, sadly, in the earth yeah. today. And uh, he's got designs, and those designs are not in your favor, my listening friend. Yeah. In fact, they're against you. Uh, I would rather have the Lord returning and establishing, ruling, and reigning for a thousand years. I would rather be in that camp than dealing with the camp of the enemy. Yeah. And that's that's where we are right now. And and he is going to he's going to blaspheme God's kids, Jew and Gentile, yeah. regardless. And so the the temple is actually a progressive step to get to the intimacy of ruling and reigning with Christ right. for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Do the math on that. Yes, he is coming, uh, and literally, he's not going to rule and reign from Sacramento <laughs> or Washington D.C. or London or Tokyo. Jesus is coming to the east of Jerusalem, Mount of Olives. He's going to go down the triumphal entry a second time, but he, he's not going to come like he came the first time with, as a lamb. He's coming the second time like a lion yes. roaring to sit upon the throne of David to rule and to reign. So, look, uh, as far as, you know, the, the red heifer and sacrifice, people go, oh, that's, you know, this is not of God or this is bad or whatever. Uh, I believe that it's a type and a ful- it's fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We as Christians, let's just lay the facts on the table The sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross by his broken body and shed blood is the eternal, irreplaceable atonement payment for sins for all time. End of story. Yes, yes, yes. And one of the things, I really love the Jews. I I love the Hebrew mentality. Yes. But if if God's heart cry is for us to be one new man, you look in the book of Romans, and you you look in in uh, uh, in the book of John 17 and things like that, they and us and us and them, that the whole issue is us all coming together vertically yes. and horizontally. That cannot happen without the Jews in the equation. Right. Sorry, my friend, if you're just a New Testament person, you go, the Jews are not for today. That's another topic. We may touch on it a little bit later on, but the truth of the yeah. matter is— God is not finished He's not finished with the Jewish people. That's right. He's not finished 
with the nation of Israel. He's yes. not finished even with the temple itself. Uh, and, you know, Kaz, what I look at, if I could give a story to, to kind of paint a picture, when Jesus walked with the two Jewish disciples after the horrors of the crucifixion, and it says he was walking with two believers who had been there, witnessed these things, and they're on the road to Emmaus. And they were despairing, despondent, dark, depressed, oppressed. They, they just had lost everything. Jesus uh, appears to them and begins walking next to them and asking them, why are you so sad and so, you know, downcast? And they go, are you the only Jew? Don't you know what just happened in Passover? <laughs> and Israel and, you know, Jesus, hello, Yeshua of Nazareth, all these miracles. We thought he was the one, the Messiah. And then they crucified him and he died. And that was just three days ago and all our hope is lost. And then the stranger who is incognito Jesus says, well, what you have just described isn't that exactly what the prophet said would happen when the Messiah came, that he would suffer, that he would be rejected, that he would be crucified, that he would be buried, and on the third day that he would rise from the dead. And so they're getting ready at the bend of the turn to go this way, and he would have gone that way, and they said, no, come to our house. So they sit down. They have a meal. He shares more with them, and then finally when he breaks bread, he opens it, and he passes it to them. Their eyes are open, and they go, it's Jesus. It's Yeshua. Yes. And then he disappears. Yes. Now, I believe he was still sitting there looking <laughs> at him. But he took away their capacity for visual sight. He was in the spirit, in spiritual body. So he, they're the, And they're going, my, did not our hearts burn within us when he shared with us the scriptures? Kaz, let me just say, I believe we are to be the, like Jesus. We have Jesus in us. Let's walk with the two Jewish disciples, the Jewish people, on their road back to, you know, the red heifer and the temple and all the rest of it so that God might divinely reveal himself to them on the way and on the road, making one new man. That's a great analogy. I appreciate that. And by the way, he used scripture. Oftentimes in his analogies, he goes, oh, well, this reminds me of of another scripture. And there you go. That's why God gave us the scripture. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to talk more about these things uh, a little bit later on. We've got a couple more segments to go, Ray. And I, I want to... There's a story you talked about uh, about a rancher who had that whole idea about his pastor told him this is this is going to be the the, the this temple. Is it. You, 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 you got to stay <laughs> stay away from it. Stay away. Where it's an interesting story because it relates oh, to us today. Yes. We're going to talk about that and we're going to get to a point where we're going to have a conclusion on this. But the conclusion is to encourage you yeah. to uh, read more in the book called As the Days of Noah. So Ray Bentley and I will be right. Back. Back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. I've got Pastor of Maranatha Chapel, Ray Bentley. And if you've been around San Diego for some time, you will have heard the name Ray Bentley kind of go through biblical conversations if you're a student of uh, eschatology and things like that, because you dig deeply, don't you, yes. Pastor Ray? Well, it's a it's a burning passion. And, and I got saved in 1967, Kaz, uh, at a Billy Graham film. But it was also the same year that... Uh, 
the headlines in the San Diego Union were about the Six-Day War in Israel recapturing East Jerusalem, which, by the way, 100% of the holy sites are in East Jerusalem. My, my, my. I mean, you know how they want to say, well, we should, we should divide it up half and half, half to the Palestinians, half to the Jews. But the difficulty in dividing it half and half is only half has 100% of the holy sites. <laughs> you can't divide it, really. <laughs> That's funny. So anyway, uh, but I began hearing about the coming of the Lord and that I, you know, so it was great. I got saved. I started going to a, a, a little local Nazarene church, and I thought, wow, I'd be a good Christian. I got my friends and buddies and a little community. And then one day I die and go to heaven. Then I started hearing, no, 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 you're not living in a normal time. Jesus is coming back. And these are signs that are happening right now. Israel's become a nation. Jerusalem has been recaptured. The temple is coming. I was like, whoa. So it put a fire in me that burns deeply in my heart right now. So in this series, I really want to tell everybody, please, you will love it. You will enjoy it. Uh, It it will be a blessing that you can't imagine. Uh, Get a copy of As the Days of Noah by Ray Bentley and Bodie Taney. Uh, We've come together. She, She and her husband, Brock, a great uh, writing team. They've written in many Zion Chronicles, and uh, it's a great story, but it's current. It's fresh. It's what's happening right now. You're talking about as current and as fresh and as happening as right now. Yes. So, tell us, a, there's two stories I want yeah. you to tell in this segment. One of them is about somebody who <laughs> was in Texas, and he was, and he was a rancher, and he was yeah. in pursuit of the red heifer, yeah, because yeah. By, Byron uh, Stinson said, uh, I'm going to give a fifteen thousand dollar reward to anybody who actually finds a red heifer. You know, you know, you can sell a you can sell a red heifer, but not for fifteen thousand nah, no, dollars. No, 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 no. But anyway, so, the, a lot of people who were Christians who were ranchers said, you know, we're going to help you look yeah. look for this. So he wasn't the only rancher that no. discovered the red heifer. There was one, and it's an interesting story yes. because he he well, had an apprehension about it after he talked with his pastor. Yeah. So the, you know, one of the ranchers goes, "Oh, wow, it's related to Israel, red heifer. I've heard of that. I think it's in the Bible somewhere." And yeah, that would be cool, you know, if I could do something. So uh, the rabbis come and they check out his his uh, his herd, and they go, well, "You have you have a red heifer. We haven't seen this in two thousand years." He gets all excited. He he tells his pastor about it. And his pastor goes nuts in Texas. He goes, are you out of your mind? What? You're going to give the Jews, Orthodox Jews, a red heifer to sacrifice on the Mount of Olives in Israel? That's the devil, man. That's the Antichrist. That's the devil's Antichrist. It's the devil's temple. You don't have anything to do with that. Man, That we're, we got to be raptured out of here. Get away from that. <laughs> so the guy calls up, you know, our friend Byron and, and Robert and just goes, ah, man, I don't want to hear anything, and, and, and I, I can't be participating in this. They go, well, wait a minute. Let us show you in the scriptures why it's allowed or it's okay and give you a different perspective. He goes, no, 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 no. I don't want you to show me any verses. I don't want to know. <laughs> My pastor says, man, you know, you go to hell. You, this is the, the devil, man. And we, I was just dying laughing because that's what some people are going to think. Oh, my gosh, anathema. What? Sacrifice. This is bad. This is evil. It's the devil. Uh, the Antichrist is coming. Get away from it. Run away. And that's just, a, you know, it's just hilarious. I just think it's funny. But the ironic thing was, uh, even after that, they found more red heifers. So the, yeah. there's at least seven, maybe up to ten, that are good prospects. You know, well, there are going to be some that maybe don't make yeah, the mark. Because yeah. Well, it's, they, they believe they've—now they have four. And they're ready to do the sacrifice. They, they've got a two-year window, up, maybe less, but up to a two-year window and uh, to sac- make the sacrifice. Because, so they, they well, want, hang on for a second, because, because the scriptures— in, Well, because in their—it it, 
in the Hebrew and numbers, they said it's got to be a young heifer. So uh, they, they say two years not, plus. They they go yeah, two years and maybe one month, you know, something like that. So these are their religious beliefs, interpretations, applications of all that. So if they you know if they find one that is already six months old and follows through, then it could be a year and a half. So it could be less. Yes. but in that window. Uh, but they want seven because, you know, what if in the next two-year window one of them gets sick and dies and you spend all that time and now you have nothing? So they want seven so that two years from now at least uh, they have one ready to go. But in all history, I don't think there's a, there have been found that many. Seven no. Pros- no, no, prospective no. red heifers. No. Are and you they, kidding? They wow. look at this, uh, you know, the Jewish people as a sign. A sign. That it'll be – when you find it, it's, it means it's the right time. Yeah. So again, you know, we we you know we've shared with these guys. Uh, if you go on our site, uh, which you can get the app, it's called Maranatha Chapel TV. Uh, it's free, and then you go down to the series called Step Into the Story, and and the conversation with these two rabbis, you can hear it straight from them. Yes, uh, they are so excited, and they want this to become a global movement in preparation for the sacrifice of the red heifer on the Mount of Olives. Yes. Um, which is the the final thing that needs to be done before the beginning of the third temple sacrifice? Yes. So uh, all I want to say is, guys, uh, we're, we're now we're, we're now moving into the religious aspects of the rebirth of Israel. First, you had to have a nation, then you had to have a capital, you had to have Jerusalem, uh, and you had to have the East Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. But now the temple itself it has to have a red heifer to start. Uh, moving to the third temple. Because and that's a sign Jesus is coming soon. Exactly. Because the red heifer is the ashes of the red heifer yes. are put into the, the the holy water where you, right. you you ascend up. And by the way. And everybody that goes is going to give an offering yeah. has to be sprinkled by the ashes of a red heifer. Yes. The priests have to be, they have to be sanctified by yes. this. So people will ask, well, I don't give, why do you need that before they're already sacrificing for sin? It's because the priests, going back to the days of Moses, that were the first ones to do sacrifice, had defilement in them. And they say, well, what was that defilement other than, you know, Adamic nature? Uh, It's because the participation of Israel in the worship of the golden calf. There you go. So this is kind of a redemption from the golden calf. This is a redemption from the golden calf that now opens the way for them to be able to do sacrifices in the proper way that God told Moses. In the temple that is a reflection of heaven. Therefore, it's not the devil's temple. It's not the Antichrist temple. It's called the temple of God. Revelation 11, verses 1 and 2. Yes, yes. And I think the bottom line here, Ray, is that uh, if if you believe that God wants to bring the Jew and the Gentile together, together. as one yeah, new it's man. It's a journey. There's a, there's a, we Gentiles, I can tell you, we have to do a learning process about what really is. is yes. Jesus was a, a Jew. Yes. So, well, I mean, we have to get our Gentile. He was the most famous Jew of all human history. <laughs> Uh, so we have to get our mentality right yes. because a lot of the things we're we're uh, Romanizing, we're, yes. we're we're Greekizing, we're, yeah. we're we're you know Gentileizing, and, and the truth of the matter is Jesus has you know is following the scripture, but he, there's also morals and mores that he fulfills as well. Yeah, and he I like to tell people he didn't just become a Jew for 33 years, <laughs> <laughs> for all time and eternity when he stepped into the incarnation and into the human drama and story. Uh, he he was born into the Jewish family of the seed of David, of the tribe of Judah. Above his head on the cross was written, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Now he is also king of kings and lord of lords, yes. and he is the savior of both Jew and Gentile and one new man. 
But let's not forget our roots, which Paul goes into in Romans 9 through 11. You know, one of the amazing things, we have a couple of minutes left in this uh, next to the last segment. <clears throat> when God wants to get something done, he stirs different people. He orchestrates it himself. Yeah. You know, and so I was interested. He must love your book because he orchestrated a relationship between your co-authors yes. and actually yes. Byron Stinson, who's the rancher. Right. Okay. Yeah, tell, tell us okay. that story. So, We've got about a couple of minutes left in this when we When we landed on the, the days of Noah, we started hearing about the search for the red heifer. So that became a focal point of our novel. Uh, what I did not know is that when I finally got the call that, hey, there's two Orthodox uh, Jewish rabbis, they've got connections to the Temple Institute in Israel, all the rabbis are talking about it, it's a big issue, um, and now they've come to Texas, and a man has helped them find red heifers that qualify, and I, I talked to Bodhi and Brock about it, I find out they know the man. So they know the in, guy, a, in, a, in one sense, I mean, part of what they, how they uh, characterized this person. Yeah, they person were thinking that, of him, but they didn't know it was him. <laughs> Talk about a God story. <laughs> yes. They were writing about the guy, not realizing he was the guy that the rabbis connected with that found the red heifer, oh Bodhi my. and Brock Taney. I mean, it's just, you know, wheels within wheels, stories within stories. This is a God thing. Only God can do it. it you're gonna, look, you've got to buy the book. You've got to get a copy of it, and I think you're going to want to read the whole series, the Elijah Chronicles, but this one's called As the Days of Noah. A quick uh, reference to a way people can find out more about it. Yeah, so go to Amazon.com starting uh, November 18th on a Thursday, which is going to be very soon, if not already happening, and uh, and then you can go to Ray De- RayBentley.com, or you can go to MaranathaChapel.org, but, you know, Amazon, just get it. It's... Uh, uh, printing on demand, and yep. I want a lot of people to get it. And yes. let's start talking about it. Let's start talking about it, my listening friend. We've got one more segment. We're a lot, a lot of loose strings there that we're going to tie together in the last segment. And the bottom line is: listen to God and quickly obey, because we are in the days of Noah. Yes, we are. N O W now. Blow the shofar, <laughs> man. Ray Bentley and I will be right back. More come together, San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the last segment of Come Together San Diego. My co-host, Ray Bentley, is here with us. And he, you know, he's a storyteller verbally. He's, he, he tells stories as he ministers. That's part of what makes him so engaging. But he has a chance to put pen to paper and, and or typewriter to paper and uh, write stories as well. And he ministers stories uh, like step into the story yes. and things like that. You've got so many things going on and God has given you many platforms to do sure. this. And here we have the uh, fourth book in your uh, Elijah Chronicles series coming. In fact, you can order it right now, my listening friend. Uh, it's called As the Days of Noah. But I was just thinking about this, Ray, as we do a kind of a, a summary in this segment. Did your your book covers other historical things all the way up to this point. Yes. I mean, you dealt with uh, things like the Abrahamic Accord. Yeah. You dealt with, well, well just a the, bunch of other things. And those things... They're literally happening. And, I, <laughs> and we were just talking in the break that it used to take years for another significant yes. uh, prophetic thing to happen. Now it's months. Yes. Uh, within the years, there's huge things that are happening. So... Yeah, the, one of the biggest things that has set the whole story of As the Days of Noah, so it's coming out November 
18th on a Thursday. Go to Amazon.com and get it or RayBentley.com, Maranatha Chapel. And it's available now. Oregon, it's available now. Go get it. You will love it. You will be blessed. You'll be stirred. You'll be encouraged. Uh, but the Abraham Accords, we, we are literally, you know, within the last uh, several years, the, the significance prophetically of America, the most powerful nation on the planet, moving our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, I believe is a step in a process that will culminate in the rebuilding of the Third Temple. Yes. That brings us into the book of Revelation, right into the heart of Revelation. Uh, that was of ginormous uh, biblical proportion. The embassy and the, the embassy, Abrahamic Accords. And then the, on top Please. of it, the Abraham Accords, which have not been suspended, which are increasing, though they don't take uh, precedent on page one. They're still on page two, and their significance is uh, on page one, or it should be. <laughs> but this is something that has not happened in 4,000 years. And, and if I can just give a simple uh, picture of what's happening right now and why I believe the temple is coming soon. Most people go, no, not in a million years. They would never build a temple. It's, you know, war would break out. Number one, those are the, the same arguments they use for never moving the embassy of America from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. If you do that, war will break out. The Middle East will explode. We'll have a, you know, World War III. It was a nothing burger. Yeah. Nothing happened. The exact opposite happened. So I think the same thing is true of this. But geopolitically what's happening is you've got Iran in the Sunni world that's got, you know, they're, they're a, a, you know, months away, supposedly, from a nuclear weapon. And the vast majority of the other part of the Islamic world, the Sunnis, they're the ones who see the little red dot on their chest. Because Iran, yes. their number one target is not Israel, who's number two. It's not America, which is their number three target. Their number one target is Saudi Arabia. Yes. With nuclear either weapons or the threat of the use of them. Why? Because Iran has a totally different Islamic theology, and they believe before we conquer the world, we have to unite Islam. So Sunni, uh, Saudi Arabia is the head of the Sunni world. It's 90% of the 1.6 billion people yes. that are Muslims. But the Shiites, uh, while they're only a minor percentage, but they are— but in they're the, th- the ones that have the nuclear They're capacity. the ones that are right in the thick of right things. Right in the so, thick of uh, this whole thing So is, what's happening yes. is— because of that fear and that nuclear threat from Iran on Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia is running underneath the tent of, Israel, of Israelis' nuclear capacity. And why? It's very obvious. Because they go, look, uh, the Iranians have a different theology than us, the Shiites do. We're not even related to them by blood. But guess what? We are genetically related to Israel. Yes. We have a genetic blood. And that's why these accords... They're spiritual. They're not just political. They're called the Abraham Accords. So God's using geopolitics to drive Ishmael and Isaac under the same tent under the banner of their father, Abraham. And I believe that the Sunnis are so driven, and even Saudi Arabia in the end will participate in helping the Jews to worship on Temple Mount because they want to solidify their ties and come under the nuclear umbrella of Israel. All of this is happening literally right now. Now. Right now, Ray. Man, it's it's happening. The my, power, the heat, you can feel it. My, my the acceleration. Friend, you know, we, we, I, I like to use other Bible references as well, but when it talks about um, Esther and Mordecai, uh, Esther, Esther, I mean, there are a lot of parallels to what's going on there as well. But my listening friend, you can perhaps identify with Esther when Mordecai says, 
you know, she goes, I don't know that I want to do this stuff. And yeah. God may be whispering in your ear right now to be activated yeah. and yeah, do yeah, yeah. your calling. And your calling may be. I don't know if I want to get involved. Well, but, but to love Israel, yes. number one, is, yes. is, is one part of your calling. And none of this anti-Semitism, none yes. of this replacement Amen. theology. Israel is as important to God now as it ever has been. Yes. And we Gentiles are as important to God as we've ever been as well. Yes. And, but the thing Absolutely. is, he wants to bring us both together. We can't work uh, against that. No, we have to work in concert. Look, uh, the, some people get upset. Why do you say the Jews are the chosen people? That means I'm left out. No, if you're in Jesus, you you're are. in the chosen. Yes. Okay, but God still chose the Jewish people. He still has purposes, plans for them and the Jewish nation. But you're in Christ. You're chosen. You're the bride. So we're both chosen. So we're together. We need to walk together. Yes. And, and we need to be in relationship. And this is a time and era where the church, every generation has the opportunity to show their true heart by how they respond to the Jewish people. These are the family and the brothers and sisters of Jesus. We've pogromed them, holocausted them, blamed them, been against them, been anti-Semitic, uh, with pride lifted up above them. Everything that Paul said, don't do it in Romans 9 through 11. Yes. Because the Jews were looked down on you for 2,000 years from Abraham to Jesus, and now the church has looked down on the Jews for 2,000 years. We're both wrong. We need to. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, we're both, but both of us have adjustments together. to make we to come together. Another. We need to love one another, walk with one another. And look, the Lord, if we walk in love with the Jewish people and with Israel and the fulfillment of prophecy, I believe he is the only one that can give that divine revelation. What he did for the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. That's what God wants to do today. Yes. Open their eyes. But we, he wants to do it with his bride and, and with his church and, and through those who are walking with them in love and not in hatred. Yes. And my friend, if you know, you look in the newspaper today, it can be down, you can be downtrodden by all the credola that's going on in our own nation, mm-hmm. our own government, education, uh, military, uh, even in the church and in the family environment, all these things are, are coming down. It could be re- you could be really hard-pressed and go, I don't know if a solution. Well, you, you need to go back to the Old Testament God, the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament. This is a God of miracles. If, yes. you're, if you're embracing a God that doesn't do the miracles because they're not for the day, you need to rethink that. And what Ray and his book does, it causes us to rethink the Hebrew-Jewish perspective yeah. in tandem with the Gentile-Christian perspective. Yes. And you'll realize that it's only just begun and it's getting very, very exciting. And you, when, when I be right in saying this, my, Ray, that you, my listening friend, have a lot to do with God's plans. Yes. I mean, he is inviting us today to not just know the story and tell the story, and read the story, and study the story, but step into the story. Yes, and Esther Mordecai said, you know, if you don't do it, somebody else will take, yeah, yeah, take it up. somebody else. But you— You will not escape. But you were born— For such a time as this. <laughs> so, yeah. my listening friend, you were born for such a time as this. Yes. And God is giving you tools to comprehend the time. And I, I, I'm, I dare I say that one of the tools uh, is God has anointed Ray yes. and his team— uh, on as the days of Noah and the number four book on the Elijah Chronicles, we've got a couple minutes, one okay. one and a half minutes. Yeah, I, w- I just wanted to mention to people that uh, at the back of the book, what we're going to do for the first time in yes. the series is we're going to have a discussion guide because there's a lot of theological, prophetic, uh, historic, biblical stuff. So there's going to be a, a guide for you to kind of take the real stories, events, biblical stuff, and and be able to discuss it, go deeper with it. That's a lot of things that are that are brought into the story, 
uh, that are going to be such a fun thing for you to then, you know, after you've read the book, to just study for yourself, read for yourself, yes. go deeper into what's happening, and you're going to get a better, 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 deeper, more clear 1080 picture uh-huh. of what's going on. I'm going to give you a chance to give a, a website one more time, but my listening friend, <clears throat> I thought it was interesting because I haven't had the I have had the opportunity to meet with Byron Stinson, the rancher, yeah. and guess who's going to be on the week following this broadcast? Byron, Byron Stinson. Stinson. He's going to be cowboy. on the actual cowboy the that we're talking about throughout this entire uh, two-hour period of time. He's the, man. the following week, that would be on the 27th of November. Byron Stinson is going to be on, and we're going to you, you hear it in a fictional form. You can hear it in reality form and put the pieces together. Uh, a quick website because we've got about 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah, so look, Amazon.com. Go look up the book uh, called As the Days of Noah by Ray Bentley and Bodie Taney. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you can get it there, raybentley.com, maranathachapel.org. Come look at our church site. Go get the free app called Maranatha Chapel TV. And then watch the series called Step Into the Story, all about prophecy. It's all coming to pass now, amigo. Get on board. Uh, get on board, my friend. Get on the, God's got on big plans, and you get to be a major part of this. Yes. Ray Bentley, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you, As Cass. normal, when we Time sit down to blown. visit, it goes by quickly. God bless you guys, and we will see you again soon. God bless you from Come Together San Diego. Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.